stupid. I'm hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Welcome to the cast next door where we love your mother's cookies. I'm Spencer Seams. With me today is Keith Allison. And our other guest is Joel Torres. Today we're going to discuss minute 31 of The Boy Next Door on the cast next door. And if this is your first episode, I don't know why you'd pick this one, but who knows? Maybe you did. On this podcast, we take apart the movie The Boy Next Door starring Jennifer Lopez minute by minute in every episode is about one minute of the film and uh sometimes we talk about the plot sometimes we go uh off the reservoir so we start with garrett and uh j-lo aka claire aka jennifer lopez uh they're arguing or something about their marriage and garrett's talking and um j-lo is just being all pouty and quiet acting yeah this uh compared to the previous two minutes that we've covered so far each of them featuring some very iconic lines from this film. Uh, this felt a lot quieter overall. Like it, it's a, you know, the last, like the previous minute kind of had its last half engulfed in sort of a much more mellow tone, but this one, it's really more of a transitional minute. I feel, uh, you know, much of it is just the conversation kind of opening up the doorways for Garrett uh, becoming a central force in the family again. And then we're kind of ingratiated later in high school culture as the minute closes up to prep for that scene. Um, did you guys write down the dialogue between them? Because that's pretty much the whole minute. This, them he talking. says, basically, from the last minute, it almost seemed like he was going on a, like, this isn't all my fault. This is this is about our fault. Right. This is both of us. And and suddenly, this second half of the conversation mm-hmm. turns into, it really is my fault. But please don't let my mistake ruin our marriage. Right. And you, you mm-hmm. know what's what doesn't make any sense about this little bit of dialogue is, I want to know. How he felt about that pie being dropped a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, that that might have changed mm-hmm. the entire thing. Like, how we're reading this scene could have been entirely hidden. Maybe that's part of the point. Maybe Rob Cohen felt like it would have tipped mm-hmm. the scales way too far. Like, that pie committing suicide in J-Lo's grasp would have been just too much for the audience to uh, just to uh, sympathize with what oh, he yeah. what he should have said was we mm-hmm. both made mistakes i cheated on you you dropped the pie let's call it even um but yeah like it mm-hmm. it is kind of interesting how it flips our perception this minute because like yeah as joe was mentioning the previous minute it really does seem like john corbett's entering that mm-hmm. very typical like uh privileged white guy like i look you don't say i was like i I cheated, but, you know, it was like that wasn't the important part. And here it's like it really is kind of trying to make him a better sort of understandable guy that we could imagine J-Lo possibly forgiving or possibly having mm-hmm. married in the first place. And in that way, it's 
mm-hmm. pretty useful, I suppose. Yeah, laying at the ground. and it's ironic because J Lo had sex with the boy next door a couple minutes before this. So, anyways, it, you the whole thing doesn't the scene of them deciding basically JLo decides that she is going to give it she's not immediately going to call everything off she is going to give this a second chance and the conversation doesn't really matter because the wind up for this minute is just so we can see a sudden appear, uh, notice that in the background we've got somebody else who is observing them yeah there's a third participant you, in this conversation unbeknownst to the other two members you could say it's uh a, a boy that lived next door that's hiding in the shadows that's, that's watching a conversation. Well, I would, I probably wouldn't use those terms because he is clearly not a boy. He is a man. Oh, uh, I wrote about in my notes Noah watching from a darkness. I wrote a he's like a Jason or Frederick Krueger or a gallows hangman. That's the one where they like did a play production and somebody accidentally died and they're gonna like do the play production again or something. I don't know. So the trailers are the same as the paranormal activity ones or people are freaking out in the theaters. It's that scary. I think he's more like an it follows. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he has a shirt on in that scene. That's kinda like an it follows. Except he's not walking very slowly. I had trouble really noticing that he was even in the shot. Like, it was really kind of oddly lit. So, I just felt like it was just a window I was looking at. And I watched I watched the shot, like, two or three times just to make sure I wasn't missing something. And I guess, I guess maybe it was the laptop. <laughs> well, maybe it was, were, you watching, were you watching it on a TV? I saw it on a laptop, I'm afraid. So, okay. maybe that was yeah. maybe that was the issue. Just like, a, just like a millennial. You just needed to lean the bezel back or forward. You know, to to change whatever <laughs> darkness or light is. <laughs> You're like, why are they showing us the screen door? That's really weird. So yeah, that was that was the moment yeah. where I just said, yeah, I'm probably going to feel very very out of touch when I'm discussing this later. But <laughs> this is a pretty slow part. Not really doesn't. I mean, it lays groundwork as we establish, yeah. but it doesn't feel too eventful, especially coming yeah. off the. raucousness of the pie drop and the cookies (laughs) lines yeah to me the scene feels out of place with the whole movie well it just feels like it's yeah well no it feels too serious for this movie in a way yeah it feels much more as i was talking about in i guess our previous episodes it feels like a special very special episode of the cast next door yeah like we close this minute off with the transition scene uh because we have to establish j-lo is a teacher after all uh (laughs) Yeah, And so we get this nice little tracking shot <laughs> where we come into the school. We're following In the backs loud, of, these, yeah. uh, of these three girls, two or three girls wearing backpacks. And we're seeing them pass by all these little, uh, I guess, club sign-up tables. Mm-hmm. Into the- One of them was a, a table, the pink tablecloth that said a uh, yearbook. And the dude at the table, a young black gentleman, was wearing like a long sleeve flannel shirt. In California in August, which, that's stupid. Hey, man, sometimes, you know, fashion, sometimes you just gotta step through the pain when you're really trying to establish a first impression. I mean, is that considered grunge, just wearing a flannel shirt? Because grunge is definitely in around here for some reason. Yeah, I don't don't know what's going on. I have a question. Uh, It's been a long time since I've been to high school. Mm -hmm. Is that what high schools look like? I guess in California. No, no. Mm-mm. I, I no. went to one in high school, and or went, went to one in high school. <laughs> I, went, I went to obviously high school here in California, and mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't wasn't. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't say it looks any different from most Hollywood productions of high schools. 
you know. Oh, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Like I would, yeah, say, that's my point. I would say like you could, if this was set in the same universe as the Bratz movie, I would not be surprised at mm-hmm. all. It has a very similar look to that, and we all know that that's that's a genius film. So is this the dark, seedy uh, David Lynch underbelly of the Bratz universe? You're given you're given this movie way too much credit. No, man, I think he's got a point. I think this is the DC universe to Bratz's Marvel. Like <laughs> it makes okay. I can it, I can accept that. It all lines up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, after all, so one is garbage and one is just okay. I mean, after all, Bratz was produced by Avi Arad, who did the uh, the X Men and Spider Man movies for uh, mm-hmm. Sunny. So I guess that would partially fit. Yeah. So there, there's a pop song playing. That's actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. And um, the, the camera follows these three girls walking somewhere, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah. Uh, the bell rings and that's the end of the minute. Yeah, it's like Rob Cohen's The Player. He's just trying to ingratiate us in high school culture through this little tracking shot here. <laughs> I certainly felt like we were no longer next door to the boy next door. We were definitely transported to the magical California high school land that doesn't actually exist, but is there. Yay! It's a fresh new start. Yeah, um, any lingering thoughts on this minute? I guess... Not too many of note. This is probably, you know, of the of the first group a, we got, this is probably the it's least a slim, yeah. yeah. It's like the skinny jeans compared to the 30, 30, 35 waist jeans. You know, I think, we're, I think we've just been so spoiled so far that we couldn't help but be a bit more judgmental towards this. But, well, then, I guess that kind of wraps things up for this minute, doesn't it? Hey, that's my job. That kind of wraps <laughs> things up this minute, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I guess that kind of wraps things up with this minute. <laughs> and scene. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's been minute thirty-one of the boy next door on that cast next door. I have been Spencer Seams. I'm on Twitter at Matt underscore Seams. I'm a big deal. The singer from the, the Spin Doctors follows me. I'm Keith Allison, and you can find me on Twitter if you want. You don't have to. Uh, I am. You should. At- He's a good good follow. On Twitter. I am at MST3K fan one two three very original right there <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah uh, I post every so often and I've been Joel Torres if you wanted to follow me on Twitter for any reason I don't know why I am at JDT Movies before we wrap this up I want to say I write for a website called Cinema Knife Fight I review old TV shows like The Twilight Zone Ooh. you should read my reviews sometimes they're funny sometimes they're not. Depends on uh, if it's a bad episode or not. So, uh, yeah, good night and good luck. Thanks for listening to A Talking Cast Presents A Cast Next Door. I was your host, Spencer Seams, with my guests, Keith Allison and Joel Torres. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at FirstEDIliad, or download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com, or subscribe on iTunes or, uh, or Stitcher. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Edited by Dan Husted. Produced by Dan Husted. Executive producer, Spencer Steen. Boy Next Door is owned by Bloomhouse Smart Entertainment, Neurocon, and Neurocon Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015, all reserved. This is a first edition?